Welcome to the Umpiring Fast Pitch Softball Podcast. I'm David. And I'm Pete. And today is going to be part three of the plate mechanics from the USA Softball Umpire's Manual, covering difficult situations and some general responsibilities. All right, great, Pete. That sounds like a fun topic. So we'll start out with illegal pitches, catcher's obstruction. When catcher's obstruction or an illegal pitch is called, the umpire should give the delayed dead ball signal. What's the delayed dead ball signal, Pete? So it's sticking your left arm straight out uh, with your hand in a fist. And then um, verbalize either obstruction or illegal pitch when you do that. Yeah, depending if it was the illegal pitch or catcher's obstruction. That's right. The illegal pitch can actually be called by either umpire. The plate umpire calls the timing elements, stepping outside the 24-inch width of the pitcher's plate, and the, I think they're missing an and there. So let's, let's redo that one. Here we go. The illegal pitch can be called by either umpire. The plate umpire calls the timing elements and stepping outside the 24-inch width of the pitcher's plate. The base umpire is responsible for infractions involving the feet being in front of or behind the pitcher's plate, the crow hop, or leaping. So this is the 22 yeah, manual. Yeah, 23 also. does not include that. So yeah, it says, and what's funny, yeah, you're right, because with that comma where it was, where it says timing elements, comma, stepping outside the width of the plate, and then it says women's in jail only, period. Usually, yeah, if there's only two items in the list, you say and. Yeah, usually. We, we get our grammar hats on. Okay, uh, but then it says, yes, so from the 23, it says, the base umpire is, is responsible for infractions involving the feet being in front or behind the pitcher's plate, period. And yours says, and leaping and blah, blah, blah. Crow right? hop and leap. Yeah. yeah so there's that, still so a crow hop is illegal in the 2023 yeah, uh, rule book. But it just so, doesn't mention it. I'll be darned. So the batter may swing at or hit an illegal pitch after it's been called. Junior Olympic. Which is what we umpire. Yeah. If the batter reaches first base safely and all runners advance at least one base, the illegal pitch is ignored and no option is given. This is an important piece. We had a uh, we had a fun yeah that story fun story mm-hmm. in a, a previous podcast we went over with uh, you know is that a play you know that kind of thing what if it was a foul ball you know there's a there's a lot to talk about there so you can review that in the uh, in the episode it was one of two that we were going over things from the softball maybe we'll put a note in the uh, when we post the podcast for it. So if the batter reaches safely and any existing runners move up at least one base, then there there is no illegal pitch. If the batter does not reach first base safely or if any runner fails to advance at least one base, and that's any runner. And yeah. So maybe we had a runner at second and the, she was afraid to go to third. And so the batter runner went to first. And so the batter runner made it to first, but the runner from second did not advance to third. Then the coach of the offensive team may choose the result of the play, runners at first and second, or the standard effect for an illegal pitch, which is a ball on the batter. Yep. Yeah. And so the, the point there being, so it mentions the batter does not reach first base safely or any runner fails to advance at least one base. So this kind of was with our story where does a foul ball. So if the person illegal pitch person hits a foul ball on a three, two count and uh, in, in our story, the umpire forced a ball four and sent the runner to first without the coach getting a chance. Well, it says no one reached first base safely on a foul ball. No one advanced on a foul ball, which leads us, at least in USA rules, to coach gets a choice. Coach says, you know, I'll, I'll take the result of the play. Yeah, which would have been a foul ball in, yeah. that, in that case. Yep. So uh, that was the illegal pitch. On the catcher's obstruction, that's the act of the catcher that hinders or prevents the batter from striking at or hitting a pitched ball. Usually this is they got hit. They got hit. Yeah, yeah the hit catcher's the glove got hit with the bat. Yep. If the batter reaches first base safely and all runners advance at least one base, no, the obstruction is canceled. All action as a result of the batted ball stands. No option is given. 
Once a runner has passed a base, the runner is considered to have reached that base. If all runners, including the batter runner, do not advance at least one base, the manager has the option of taking the result of the play or enforcing obstruction by awarding the batter first base and advancing all runners if forced. Yep. And so there's there's an important part here too. Uh, I think this is why they put it in here, where it says, once a runner has passed the base, the runner is considered to have reached the base. Illegal pitch, I hit a ground ball to third base, I beat it out. Uh, I go to first, I touch first, I round first in an attempt to go to second. They recover quickly and throw the ball and get me out. So I'm, I have reached first base safely. Obstruction is off or interference is off or not obstruction. I mean, interference. obstruction is off or illegal pitch is off, um, you know, in that case. So that's the important part is that just because the girl got out and now there, there was no one on base when the play started, there's no one on base when it's over. That doesn't mean that you did not do the correct thing by just allowing that to stand. She right. reached first base safely. The award is off. Yep. Play ball. You and got it. In that case, play ball wasn't out. Sorry. Yep. You got it. Uh, da, 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 da. In the uh, Back to the catcher's obstruction. If all runners, including the batter runner, do not advance at least one base, the manager has the option of taking the result of the play or enforcing the obstruction by awarding the batter first base and advancing all runners if forced. If the catcher steps on or in front of home plate without the ball and prevents the batter from hitting the ball, the umpire will then call dead ball. This is not a delayed dead ball. This is the dead ball. The batter is then awarded first base, and all runners are advanced one base if forced. On a swing or attempted bunt, the catcher or any other fielder prevents the batter from hitting the ball and touches the batter or their bat with a runner on third base trying to score on a squeeze play or steal. The ball is dead. The runner shall be awarded home plate, and the batter shall be awarded first base on the obstruction. All other runners shall advance if forced. Yep. So a couple things there you happens to mention. What's funny is they felt the need to explain this and maybe why, but it says... If the catcher steps on or in front of home plate without the ball and prevents the batter from hitting the ball, that's hard to do. But let's assume what happens is pitch comes in. It's slow, right? This might happen, especially at lower yeah. lower ages. And a changeup. Pitch comes in. It's slow. Catcher runs out in front to catch the ball, catches the ball before it enters the hitting zone. And so the batter does not swing. Technically, it says that's an immediate dead ball sender. In reality, you could still think about it without you having to memorize this part of the rule book. It's still a delayed dead ball, right? And the catcher caught the ball. Now it's dead because she didn't hit it. So what would happen in legal pitch? The pitch comes in and it's just called. It's a called ball, called strike, doesn't matter. Right. As soon as it hits the catcher's mitt, it was, it was delayed as soon as she, the pitcher did the illegal thing. So I got my arm out there, right? And then, and I said it. Uh, and then the pitch comes in. As soon as it hits the catcher's mitt, now it's dead. Same rule. Right. She runs out in front of the plate. Now it's dead. It's kind of the same deal. So it's, you know, it was delayed when the pitcher started to throw it. And as soon as it hit the catcher's mitt, it's dead. Just like here. What if there's a runner at first trying to steal second and the reason the catcher ran up to get the ball was because she wanted to hurry up to throw her out at second? Yeah, that's an important. So, the ball, first, all runners advance one base if forced. I mean, so that's what it doesn't matter in that case because she would do it, still be dead. The runner would go to first, which would push the runner to second. She'd be forced to go to second. She'd get it anyway. Now, if you had runners stealing second to third, the way the rule stands, Tough luck. You end up with first and second. The runner doesn't get the stolen base, right? I mean, there's nothing in the rule to suggest if someone was moving and was a certain distance of the way there or had been making an attempt to steal or, heck, had even gained the base, right? Let's say the pitch was really slow and she had already gained the base. It doesn't seem to matter. So let's read that part again and just make sure. Yeah. Um, let's make it build a scenario here. We have a runner at second base. Second base. No other runners. No other runners and a 0-0 count on... Yes on the batter uh, with no outs. Runner at second, no outs, new batter. If the catcher steps on or in front of home plate without the ball and prevents the batter from hitting the ball, the umpire will call dead ball. 
Yep. So I've got our girl running from second to third, mm-hmm. and the umpire just called dead ball. Yep. The batter is awarded first base, and all runners are advanced one base if forced. So it really doesn't address that. Nope. Um, but he killed it. The plate umpire killed it while the runner was on her way to third. Yep. And if you had delayed that, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of a unique situation because you'd normally, let's assume the catcher obstructed by getting her hand in the way from behind the plate, like the way that it would normally happen. And then you'd get the result of the play. Uh, the girl hits the ball. Maybe she grounds out, but the runner advanced, or maybe she didn't. Whatever happened. Oh, I'll take the result of the play. Stolen the base or whatever, right? A ball, ball on the batter, stolen base to the runner or a strike on the batter. Yeah, but in this instance, in the, they in don't this get case, that. You don't, and it's such an odd occurrence. Maybe there's just we've kind of short circuited the rules, and we're like, okay, pandemonium has happened. You got catchers running all over the place, yeah, stopping balls <laughs> mid flight. Crazy, this going yeah, on. Yeah, <laughs> and we just kill it. And yeah, that is it is weird. So it's the one time. Usually, we talked about this before that if you think about the most fair thing that could possibly happen, you've probably stumbled into the rule. And so in this case, it may not be the most fair thing I can conceive of in the rule. It's just it's a loophole, I suppose. Given that it doesn't say in what mm-hmm. you just said, you mm-hmm. know, what is fair? Um, there's a there has been some discussion where a a a bad act on the defense should not be a negative outcome to the offense. Right. So the girl was stealing third, and by the mechanics manual, I have to call dead ball. Mm-hmm. Because the catcher stepped out in front of the the plate, absent somebody telling me I'm wrong, I believe I'm placing the girl at third. But I got runner at first. Percentage wise, I mean, she could have been thrown out too. Could have been. Yeah. So it's like you've. Do you make a judgment and say she would have made it? I don't know. I probably I, don't know. I would probably go with the manual. I just say it's dead. So if it's yeah. dead, and she's between the two bases. Are you yeah. sending her back or sending her forward? Back. You're sending. Her I have back. to like without seeing it, the likelihood of it being something. Yeah. I don't know. It's so, it's so screwed up. I don't think we'll ever see it, but probably not. Probably. I probably wouldn't. I would probably just and I would, I would rely on this. I'd go back and I'd be like, hey, look at the manual. Look at page fifty-four. Oh, or listen to you know episode uh, fourteen of the Umpire Fast yeah. Pitch Softball Podcast, <laughs> yeah, we'll where we break it. this down from a fundamental <laughs> standpoint. Yeah, exactly. Well, there's another important piece here too, and that's if there's a runner at third base. So if there's a runner at third base and this obstruction happens then we're going to score that run if they were attempting to uh, squeeze or steal. So that's Yeah, I mean, and that's that's almost an argument to to allow But then again, if they wanted to say any runner trying to steal, you know, who was off on the pitch could be awarded, they could have said that. Instead instead of isolating squeeze as a one-time only exception to the rule. Yeah, that's right. So that would indicate probably you're right that she should go back. But yeah, yeah, like you said, I hope we never see it. You know, I don't know that the catcher's probably if she if that was the reason the catcher did it. I'm mm-hmm. so I'm sorry, I'm still back to the runner from second. Yeah, no, no, I'm, third. yeah, I'm with you. So uh, if that's the reason that the catcher ran out there to get the ball, us yelling dead ball probably did not stop her from throwing it. Right. If she throws it in the left field, the girl gets third. <laughs> I don't know the answer. Yeah. I don't know. I think you have to put her back. I think you're right. I think with the dead ball, I think she has to go back. She was not forced, so she doesn't get an extra base, even though she was trying to get one. You don't know that it actually took anything away from it. You don't know that it was a bad outcome for her because she may have been thrown out. Had it not happened, we don't. Yeah, we don't know right. that. So, all yeah. right, and, and just for a minimum, we you know we mentioned here catches obstruction. That is the correct term in softball. Well, it's not interference. Yeah, no. In 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 softball, as far as I know, I realize obstruction is the offenses committed by the defense. Interference of obstru- are inter- are occurring infractions committed by the offense. 
In baseball, however, it is called catcher's interference, oddly enough. Uh, so it, it's a stickling point for some people to call it one. But in our words, let's try to use the right word. You know, if you're calling this play and the catcher and the, um, the coach wants to know, why did you put this girl in first? Because sometimes you don't, the act of hitting the glove, for instance, on a swing, it could be, you could be the only person, you and the catcher are the only people that know it. Yeah. The batter may not even realize it because they're going through the ball. And the, if the glove's there, the glove is probably getting near the ball anyway. So the batter may not realize I hit the glove on the way to hitting the ball. It's all kind of one time. I'm right. swinging out of my shoes. I don't know. You know, and so only the two of you know. And when you explain it to the coach, choose the right word. Yes, yeah, but it gives you you legitimize yourself as a as somebody who understands the rules and knows what's going on. Yeah, so. just pet peeve. All right, so the second thing that can be a difficult situation in the manual here is hit by a pitch. And so yeah, I know what about do we that. Do there, <laughs> so hit by pitch, called dead ball as soon as the batter is hit with a strong verbal call, and it doesn't say, uh, but I also put, put your hands up. Now review the action that just happened. Did the batter make a motion to turn away from the pitch, or was the batter in the strike zone making no attempt to avoid being hit by the pitch? If the pit, if the batter was avoiding the pitch, award them first. If they made no attempt, there is no award. If the ball was in the strike zone, it should be called a strike with a strong verbal call. This is different than NFHS, where no attempt is required. In USA Softball, an attempt is required. That's what it's describing. But the mechanic of hit by pitch, when that is at play, is to call dead ball, throw your hands up, Girl gets first. The only way other runners advance is if they were forced. Yeah. To avoid us having to do a, a, a correction later uh, in uh, tagging it on to the beginning of a podcast, uh, there's a little slightly different in NFHS than no attempt is required. There are situations where an attempt is required in NFHS, and that is if the ball is not entirely in the batter's box. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's true. And then, obviously, in all cases, if they made if they intentionally got hit that's always bad even if it's entirely in the batter's box you know let's say they're back of the batter's box and the pitch is in the front of the batter's box and they just stick their arm out right you know then no 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 in fact i had that in the last tournament i umpired i had a girl pitch came in kind of high she was in her batting stance she just lifted her front elbow up in the air near her cheekbone hit her right in the elbow oh and i went i went dead ball and i said ball i don't know what it was like ball three i said ball three stay here Nobody complained. Everybody saw it. Oh, okay. The other team was like, "Oh, good, good call, good call, good call." Yeah. You know, but I was like, "Yeah, absolutely, we're not, we're not playing." And the girl no, was just laughing. She was like, "Oh, <laughs> what the heck?" You know, I tried. Yeah, I had an Evo shield on. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So there's actually a little bit of a problem here, um, depending on the stance of the batter. We see this a lot with slappers, uh, some in some other folks that are um, swinging shorter bats and things like that. They'll get up on the plate mm-hmm. and they'll get uh, their front elbows. And we'll be down into this in the strike zone. Yeah. USA mechanics, remember the strike zone here is front armpit, so the elbow below, you know, anywhere lower than horizontal is. Yeah, is unless in they're the standing in a zone. weird way, that's human anatomy. Yep. And what can happen is they can tw- turn away from the ball mm-hmm. and still get hit, like maybe in the back of the arm, and that still be in the strike zone. So there's a little bit of a problem here. It says if they turned away from the pitch, then uh, the, award the batter, uh, award them first base, but. It's not true if it was still in the strike zone. Because if yeah. it was still in the strike zone, it's a dead ball strike. And I think the important part here is you're absolutely right. Uh, I think part of this too is, I think this is a good reminder to umpires as you're looking. The umpire manual is not the rule book. The umpire manual is describing what happens when you are doing the thing that comes into play. And so the all of the nuances in what is a hit by pitch that requires this call 
are spelled out in the rule book and have some of the nuances that David just said. But in that case, there it's describing to you what to do, which you know, say dead ball, hands up, send the girl first, only advance if forced, et cetera, et cetera, versus understanding all the times when that might be appropriate. And there are many. It's yeah. we actually did an entire episode on hit by pitch. Yeah, we did. Yep. So the third thing, uh, third difficult situation is hitting the ball a second time. When the mm-hmm. ball hits the bat a second time or hits the batter, a dead ball is declared using the dead ball signal. There you go. They put it in there that time. Yeah. Uh, and a strong verbal call. While making the dead ball call, review in your mind what you just saw. Then ask yourself this question. Did the second hit occur in fair or foul territory? If the answer is foul territory, the ball is foul and a strike is called on the batter. If the ball is fair, the next question you need to ask is whether the batter was in or out of the batter's box. If they were in the box, it's a foul ball, and a strike is called. If the second hit occurred out of the batter's box, again, in fair territory now, out of the batter's box, the batter is out. In each case, give a strong dead ball call and point to where the second hit took place, then announce to all the result of the action. So then announce to all the result of the action. Foul ball, strike on the batter, or the batter is out. The base umpire should assist the plate umpire by making a dead ball signal and a strong verbal call immediately, indicating only that there was a second hit. Remember, as a plate umpire, take charge of this call and sell it. So we're gonna, looks like, by the by the look on your face, Pete, we're gonna break that one down a little bit. Yeah, so it's, I was just trying to think of when all of these things, I'm trying to imagine each one of these occurring. Sometimes seeing a second hit in a way that I see it most often on SportsCenter is, you know, in baseball. And sometimes it happens when a bat breaks. Sometimes it happens where, uh, depending on how fast the person's swinging, they swing, the ball hits more of the taper of the bat and then goes out a little bit. And then as they swing the head of the bat through, it hits the head as well, right? So I can imagine that as a double hit. So that's a double hit on the swing. That's almost always then going to be foul ball because they're in the batter's box completing their swing. They likely didn't step out to hit it. I'm imagining then what this is describing is probably an instance of I hit the ball uh, and then in the act of dropping the bat, maybe hit it again. Or on my follow through, there's a ball kind of on the ground and I hit it again. What are you you picturing when you read this? I, I picture a slapper. I picture a slapper running out of the batter's box. Um, they catch it on the taper, like you said. The ball goes out in front of her, and her bat catches her bat head catches it again while she's yeah. out of the batter's box. And if it's in fair territory, she's out. Yeah, or maybe a straight down hit, and then as she's going, especially here because she's running forward, right? Yeah. So hits it. Maybe it chops straight down into the ground, comes back up, and as she's coming through with the bat still in her hands, they don't usually drop it until they've kind of rounded back towards first a little bit or whatever, or, or until at least they've cleared the batter's box a lot of times. That's when it gets dropped. Uh, so that'd be a good opportunity for them to hit it again. Yeah. yeah. Slapper makes sense. Yep. Uh, that, that last thing, though, remember as a plate umpire, take charge of this call and sell it. Um, you'll, I mean, you'll hear umpires go crazy. In the box! In the box! Yeah, right, right. You know, yeah, so uh, that's, a, that's a good one. Yeah, and then, I mean, that adds to, again, the confidence. We talk about that over and over and over again. You're saying it. You're seeing it. It's like, don't worry. This is my field. I saw exactly what happened. I'm telling all of you with a loud, confident voice what happened. Yep. Sell it. Um, I had this happen to me. So last weekend I had the opportunity to do a NCAA clinic and um, to, to be a participant in the clinic and learn some really great stuff. And it's, I was, had to make a, a quick call uh, at second base. I'm in the C. I've got a runner at first. I got a ground ball. 
hit to the shortstop. The shortstop bumbles the ball. I thought she was going to go to first, so I'd taken a couple steps toward first, you know, trying to let the ball take me to the play. I anticipated a little bit too much. And turns out then she she instead ran over and tried to initially tried to tag the, the runner coming in to second base, but then stepped on the bag. And she did beat the runner. And um, I gave a, a kind of a, not a half, I butted one uh, safe signal, but I certainly didn't do a sell safe. Yeah. Uh, you know, just a, a, a nice, pretty strong safe, but not a sell safe. And um, my evaluator actually indicated that I wasn't even, I wasn't, Squared. I didn't square myself to the play because, again, I, w- I thought I was going to first. And then it mm-hmm. all happened right there, and I just kind of looked at it and went, oh, safe. You know, so I was right there. But what I really needed, and I got invited, I, I had to invite the coach out to come see me mm-hmm. because, you know, they, the coach wanted to come talk about that one um, because, you know, not a tag play, not a, you know, whatever, right? And what I really should have done was sold that one as well and yeah. said, you know, on the force, on the force. I got an out, you know, or yeah. safe or whatever it was. Right. And, you know, I messed a call up there, but, you know, that's what it was. Uh, and it wasn't out, actually, not a safe. Uh, okay, so back to this. Um, we have another one, uh, check swing. So, yeah. um, so what is a check swing? Yeah, so the idea of checking your swing is that you have swung or begun your swing and you stopped, you checked yourself before you wrecked yourself. You said, I'm not actually going to swing. So the question is, did they check their swing or did they go? On a help on a check swing, the umpire should step out from behind the plate to be visible to your partner, remove your mask, point to their partner, and in a loud verbal say, did they swing or did they go? Step back in and give the count, which unsaid there, but it, which is the result of the action. So um, if it was a, if the if the base umpire says they, they went, you've increased the strikes by one. If they didn't, increase the balls by one. Give that count so that everyone is aware of what what was the result of the appeal. Right. And this is an appeal play. Yes, it, it is an appeal play. And it doesn't have to be called by them. <clears throat> you can ask. Yeah, right, 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 exactly. If you're unsure, you can ask. And that's, honestly, I think that's another one of those things that gives a little bit of confidence that it's like, you went through, you realize it's a, it's a check swing, you don't have, you don't always have the best view of that. But as we've said before on this same play, I'm never going to ask, unless requested by the, de- by the defense, uh, I am never going to ask my umpire who's in C. <laughs> Yeah. But on my own volition, right? Yeah. I'll, I'm just going to be like, if asked, I'll ask you. We'll do the we'll do the game. But I'm not going to ask you what you saw. I'm not going to stick you like that to say, hey, did you see this thing that you couldn't possibly see? Right. So yeah. it's interesting. Um, I absolutely felt the exact same way until very recently. And again, uh, you know, as you know, I've, I've started down the path of trying to become an NCAA umpire. And so the NCAA mechanics manual actually does a great job of describing some uh, visual cues that can be used mm-hmm. to determine the swing or not. And those visual cues can actually be used on a right-handed batter from the sea. And so there, there are some techniques and things that you can do to, to get some assistance there, but I still agree with you, Pete. I'm not going to, I'm not going to yeah. ask. Yeah. I probably wouldn't ask much. Like I said, th- those techniques would probably help you if asked, you know, if the defense appeals, we I right. come out, I appeal to you. You use the techniques in the manual. Yeah. I, I, I probably would not, on my own, just ask you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yep. and then in that case, and I still won't either. Yeah, unless I know you really well, and maybe we have. I'm. I, you know what? David is like nine for ten on calling those bad boys out there. Let's make it happen. <laughs> or he already had his fist out there. Yeah. He said, "Yeah, she did it." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. You don't don't do that. By the way. Don't, yeah, don't do that. 
Uh, okay, two more to go here. Batted ball off of a batter's foot. So when the batter's in the batter's box, you just raise both hands above your head and call dead ball to stop the action and uh, verbalize foul ball. Yeah, and that's important because if the ball hit the batter's foot not in the batter's box, it could be an out. So it's dead ball because a hitter. Now there has to be a decision, and that is I usually say foul ball. I also say in the box, in the so, box yeah. so that people are aware of why I said that. And if it's out, I might say dead ball, or you might say out if she was out. Which it's going to say right next. next. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When the batter is out of the batter's box, then raise both hands above your head, call dead ball, stop the action, point to the play, and give an out signal and verbalize batters out. Yep. Point to the play is an important one. The point works. That's an actual mechanic. Uh, I don't think it's in the uh, in this manual as one of the signals, but the point uh, is definitely a useful mechanic for multiple multiple calls in the in the game of softball and this is one of them all right finally the three foot running lane so a three foot running lane violation is an example of an interference call and the umpire should give the dead ball signal while giving a strong verbal dead ball call point in the direction of where the interference occurred and take charge and sell the call yep on mine this is highlighted so i don't know if this is a change what you read is exactly mine so david is looking at a 2022 book i'm looking at 2023 there's with the one exception we called out about the pitching lane or pitching leap, um, there's not really a difference. So I don't know why mine's highlighted. Is Interesting. Yours, um, is yours highlighted? It's not. Was, maybe is that a point of emphasis for 2023? Maybe. I was looking to see, didn't is it highlighted in my PDF? Like, did I accidentally select it? No, it's not. So I don't know why it's highlighted. Well, I'll be darned. Um, so this is, yeah, easy, easy definition. The definition of what makes a running lane interference, those things are in the manual, uh, the rule book, as we discussed Empire Manual versus the rule book. So all we're saying is, if this occurs, this is how you call it. So yeah, not, not to break into the rule, but it's just, that's what that is. Uh, and so again, um, I thought maybe we'd get through uh, all of these pieces plus the general responsibilities, but we're coming up again on a half hour. So, and I, I kind of glanced ahead and there's probably a page and a half, two pages that we can flesh out. So we're going to punt the remainder of the plate uh, responsibilities for next time. So well, there's some important stuff here. Pete, yeah, there is. So there is. I guess I was like, oh, can we just gloss this? It's like, no, I feel like there's stuff I want to talk about. I got a lot of stuff to say. I got opinions. Yep, for sure. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. Thanks.